thing to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, Instagram, even TikTok. Plus, you if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique original stories videos content log on right at the website dipetro.com this portion of our program is brought by the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln right off of 146 delicious food and drink always a nice crowd you can either eat in the lounge area there's normally a game on and a nice group of people there or you could sit out in the dining room don't forget the nice weather they have the deck open the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln delicious food and drinks awaiting for you i'll see you at the lodge propane plus in rhode island for all your propane needs call them 401 885-4209 in Massachusetts you can reach them at 508-252-3359 propane heating and cooling it's propane plus their team's been there three generations they're available 24 7 for service and delivery and they plan on serving you for a long time to come they offer online billing ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button and remember all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment it's propane plus and remember with propane it's affordable sustainable equitable good for the environment and now it's renewable call propane plus today at 401-885-4209 in massachusetts call them at 508-252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209 Folks, you are listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining us, he's the managing editor, AnchorRising.com. And it's Justin Katz. Justin, I'd like to start off. We'll uh, go through Governor McKee, his big state of the state, and some of his budget budget items. But something to me that is, um, I think it shows real insight is to the real limited capabilities of both the governor and his staff. And that is that governor had been hinting about big uh, tax cuts and making things more tax friendly. And then he makes the big announcement. Rhode Island is an outlier with sales tax, with the highest in New England at 7%, Massachusetts, Connecticut, closer to six. And the governor comes out and says almost enthusiastically, actually, that he uh, wants to propose to lower it to 685 Five percent. I wish I was in the conference room when that was coming out. But anyhow, I'd like to start off by hearing some of your thoughts on that. <laughs> well, I, I think that that actually you, you put your finger right on one of the key problems we have in Rhode Island uh, with our politics and their economy and so on. He's looking at this as all Rhode Island politicians do as a sort of a, a handout. Right. When it, we're going to give you a. Uh, 0.15 off your sales tax, and that adds up to whatever, 
100 million for every, across the state. So at most 100 bucks for everybody who lives here, um, which is, is pretty ludicrous. That's not the way you want to look at tax policy. What you have to look at is how it affects the overall economy. No business is going to open because the sales tax reduced by 0.15%. That's just not why you would do that policy. But I think it really gets to how they think. It's, all right, so I have to shore up my my taxpayer uh, support. So let me, let me redo, let me give them something. And that's how all politics operates in Rhode Island. And that's why we're in the condition it is. Um, when we looked at, when I was with the Rhode Island Center for Freedom and Prosperity, and we used an economic model to estimate uh, the effects of different tax policies, we looked specifically at this question and we, we recommended getting rid of the sales tax altogether. Uh, but the the sweet spot that we found was a three percent sales tax was where you would make you would boost the economy and make back a lot of the money because the economy was was boosting you would have more income tax and so on and so forth that was kind of the sweet spot so in my mind unless you're going to three percent there's no reason even talking about it it's just it's nice it's it's like another gimme you might as well treat us like you know this is the taxpayer group this is the labor union these are the environmentalists the taxpayers get their 0.15 percent it's just it's just a silly way to to go about policy again i I don't have a great analogy for it but justin what's hard to fathom just shows me noticed there was no it doesn't sound like uh that there was any business leader that was that was in the room with them and and you know that he would have mentioned and you know did the whole thing why don't you stand up and take a bow that they were behind this there's there was no obviously there's no reaction from the quote greater providence chamber of commerce not that they're effective but to me it just illustrated that and it's kind of what you and i have been saying is that i just don't think they, they don't have a clue of what would be important to business what would really move the needle uh to me this is not a group it, it's just kind of reminiscent of you've seen the the movie moneyball with Brad Pitt, you know, was playing Billy Bean and he's in the room with the scouts and he realizes that they all just think the same thing. They all say the same thing, but no one really knows what the problem is of how they're going to identify what the problem is. And I think that really illustrates it, that the first thing they think about is how is that going to impact spending because of the lack of revenue? They don't think about how it could benefit A, the businesses or B, the consumers. Right. There's no there's no guiding philosophy. It's it's the no. they they want to give out as much as they can to get support while shoring up the spending. And I think really the problem is, I mean, a lot of I have a feeling it wouldn't take them long to understand the problems and what businesses need. But those those solutions are all off the table. <laughs> they're just right. it's across the board, education, economy, they're the, the solutions are off the table because they affect other special interests. And it, we're just not gonna do it. We're not gonna take the risk of reducing the sales tax to three percent or lower we're not going to do that because what what might happen if we don't get that revenue then we won't be able to give the labor unions their piece of the pie we won't be able to buy off the progressives with this that or the other thing uh, that and the, all these insiders we've spent all these decades cultivating as a in giving them no choice but to go along with whatever we want we we might start to lose them if we can't buy them off and frankly that's that's characterized mckee's candidacy as we've discussed many times he just he bought his way into the state house this oh, time yeah. around and so that it's just right there. You you can't give away the money you're using to buy votes, and that's that's just how they think about it. There's no no philosophy at all behind it. You know, notice and again, folks, our segment is politics this week. With us is Justin Katz, managing editor 
anchorising.com. Justin, and especially this comes on the heels of, I mean, record $600 million surplus. And just so people understand, that means we're clearly way overtaxed. Uh, no one, no, nothing even floated of sending money back. No one thinks that, gee, maybe we should even cut the workforce. Maybe we should do less spending. Um, I don't want to spend too much time with it, but I'm just curious your thoughts also on, on his on his budget and what he regards as should be priorities you know with this budget uh what what he views it it's really um it's really a shame that we have someone uh as inept as this governor in charge at a time when there is so much money and you could truly make impact in the direction of the state um but just the rest of his budget there's there's nothing that talks about making the state more business friendly uh, competitive. We'll get to the education thing in a moment, but anything stand out uh, to you from the rest of his state of the state or his budget? No, no nothing stands out. And I think that that's the problem. There, there's really right. no vision. You could tell this was built from the politics backwards. Right? Yeah. Okay. Who are all the interest groups? How do I say something that pleases them? It was, it was completely an empty speech. It was just um, uh, name some people to make it seem human. I name a bunch of minuscule policies, a few policy priorities that I know are politically popular with certain groups. Bing, bing, bing. It's our turn. All right. See you later. And he delivers it. He always looks annoyed to be wherever he is, it seems to me. And so there's, yeah, there's and that's just in keeping because maybe he knows that, that he's just giving dry pabble of that, that nobody's really going to take seriously. It's just, yeah, there's there's nothing really to talk about because he doesn't he doesn't attack any. He doesn't have a vision or a strategy or it's just play the game by our votes. Yeah. And, and the thing that is not said is I think. I think he realizes, as you say, he needs all that surplus money because now he's got to fulfill all these campaign promises that are very expensive that are about to come to. Now, I am curious, uh, Justin, to hear your thought on it was State Senator Jessica De La Cruz, who's the minority leader in the Senate. And she was chosen to give the, um, you know, the Republican response to Governor McKee. It was It was Blake Filippi last year, and he, you know, really did a great job. It's unfortunate that the local media doesn't pick up on the fact that, you know, I remember clearly last year, people were like, wow, who is that? And can I vote for him for governor? And I, I think if the local media does anything, they don't give enough of a voice to the Republican Party, anyone that speaks the opposite. Uh, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on minority leader Jessica De La Cruz that gave the, the you know, the response to the, the McKee state of the state. Well, she, her, simply her her presence and, and presentation do, and the lack of coverage of it, and they do expose the hypocrisy or the the the, the scam, the the illusion that the media cares a lot about a lot of these women's rights and and minorities versus you know white male McKee from 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 a privileged background. They that's all just lip service. They 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 need to ignore the Republican because that's just the story they tell. Uh, but as far as her speech, I, I thought it was I thought it was good. I think she hit on some good themes. But yeah. what's really striking me between McKee's speech and hers and then some other issues, I think some of which we'll talk about, geez, it's the Republicans are being pulled into this Democrat game. So it's, it wasn't, there was no really, no strong contrary vision so much. It was right. on sales tax, we should go to 5%. You know, it's just, it's just negotiating. And we'll, we'll give you a little bit more of a, a moderate conservative view. And that might be the end policy you end up with, but I don't think it's the, 
it's where you where you want to start. I think they they really need to start going after the the what the real problems are and, and offer the conflicting vision. Because you know I'm noticing that the, the Democrats and and progressives they really less and less even are talking about what they believe and what they want for the future because they can't because that would get them that would get them out of office right away they can't tell you what they're where they're headed and i think that's where republicans have an opportunity that they keep missing but if they're gonna if they're gonna try to say yeah we'll just do things a little better you know they don't as a party not jessica but as a party they don't really have credibility for that because they're not in power they haven't been in power for a long time and they don't have any shining person who everybody goes yeah that's a credible person who could run the state um single-handedly if need be you know so they i think that they're making a mistake by by trying to do that that you know we'll well we'll do a little bit more we'll focus a little more on business we'll we'll give a little more choice as our education solution that kind of negotiation i think is not where these speeches need to be at this point Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Politics this week. Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. Get the most of your outdoor space with Limitless Outdoors. Call today for a free quote, 401-580-1852. Limitless Outdoors. They specialize in in patios, walkways, steps. They did a fantastic job on my outside steps. Outdoor kitchens, landscape lighting, retaining walls, lawn installations, excavation. Call Limitless Outdoors today. Let's dream, build, and enjoy. 401-580-1852. Based in Smithfield, Limitless Outdoors. They also do indoor fireplaces or outdoor fireplaces limitless outdoors call them today free quote get the most of your outside you're gonna love what they can do for you 401-580-1852 401-580-1852 limitless outdoors dream build enjoy you're listing to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Certainly seems like winter a little bit more on this Tuesday, January 24th. Happy birthday to my oldest sister, Jane Gallagher. But look at the snow. There is snow on the ground. I don't think it's going to last that long, and it wasn't a lot, but it certainly makes it feel a little bit more like winter. Folks, I want to um, just start off and touch on you know where we are as far as the state and look at the amount of attention that they gave yesterday to this quote you know train station that's going to be in central falls Pawtucket, <clears throat> and then going uh, basically taking more people to work out of rhode island and into boston it was um I don't know. It was and Governor McKee and all the leaders were there, and it, it, to me, it was like something out of Little House on the Prairie, right? I mean, w- what year is it? In fact, that they're all excited about this about a train station coming, <laughs> a train, not even anything high tech. I mean, you look on the news and they're they're talking about, you know, Amazon's going to start doing drone deliveries and. 
And it was such a huge deal. The Pawtucket Central Falls Transit Center opens, connects region to major hubs. Well, you know, what's what's the major hub? Providence? My God, this is like, it's like an episode of Andy Griffith with Mayberry when uh, Andy and Barney are going to go have, they go to Mount Pilot and have lunch. And, and Barney, they go to a French restaurant. Barney insists on ordering in French and he ends up, ordering snails by accident i mean they were all gathered around you do you think is this like 1830 um i the train i mean again i i'm not knocking it but notice that the, the train isn't bringing people into work it's just getting what they're basically saying is all the people that commute to boston and leave their car in north attleboro or in attleboro now you can just leave it at Pawtucket Central Falls. It still doesn't, I, I, and just like the excitement around it, you would think that this, like, you know, the railroad came through. It's kind of like um, you'd see in the Old West, remember like Gunsmoke, even though I was little, I've watched the reruns, but you find a ghost town. And it's because once the, you know, the train went in somewhere else, it, it no longer stopped and people didn't go through there. But this was the Channel 10 piece on the big, train station that left the station around 4 20 this morning giving people a new stop on their commute or an easier way to get to boston the first trains of the day made their first stops at the Pawtucket central falls transit center monday morning one group of excited passengers set their alarms to be the first ones aboard this is the first time we've had a new train station open in a while and i wasn't going to miss out you know basically a monday morning get up at four o'clock in the morning sure why not the $63 million project was paid for with both state and federal funding. It was supposed to be completed last summer, but was delayed due to labor and supply chain issues. It's estimated the station will see over 500 boardings each day. It'll be nice for people to be able to get to Boston without having to take the bus to Providence or to, uh, to Attleboro. Just being able to, you know, for a lot of people, walk here, get on the train and go where they're going. State and local officials took the train from Providence this morning to celebrate the opening with a ribbon-cutting ceremony. Senator Jack Reed says this will be a game changer for these cities and the entire state of Rhode Island. This is not just about transit. This is about economic development. This transit center will spur development in Pawtucket and Central Falls. Pawtucket Mayor Don Grebian says the station is already having a major impact on the city. Business and developers are already recognizing and investing in the new transit hub in the area and will provide easy and desirable what access a newspaper to stand? affordable development and rental costs. Hot it's dog stand? Our residents to Providence and Boston Coffee? And introducing those, resident, those residents to us. In Pawtucket, Allegra Zaymore, NBC 10 News. Again, I'm not, I, I mean, what this really came down to was they got this federal money. It was a very expensive project, as you heard. Uh, just another no-bid contract for the laborers to build. But then you look look at Wickford Junction, right? There was a lot of bells and whistles when that thing opened. And what has that resulted in? Nothing. I, I mean, has that brought economic development to Wickford? No. Has that rejuvenated the area? No. As a matter of fact, if you if you take the train from there, all this does now is more and more. R Rhode Island is really just a bedroom community to Boston, and they're going to make it easier. If you live in Pawtucket and Central Falls, we want to make it easier for you to get to work in Boston, <laughs> so you can so you can actually work there. They're not going to bring any jobs local, 
But my God, the excitement. And not only that, they didn't time it correctly. And Governor McKee, then they, they were all waiting to take the train back to Providence, right? So they all got on at the Providence train station. They left from the state house. They take the, I, I don't know, how long is it? Is it 10 minutes at the most? Uh, train from um, from Providence now to Pawtucket Central Falls. And um, and Governor McKee wouldn't even wait. So then he just jumped in his SUV. Well, you know, that that's the problem. It is just easy that people then could just take their their vehicle and their car. He couldn't even wait it out for that. They couldn't even plan it like that. You would think maybe, I don't know, just have a special train for everyone that took it from the state house to then just get it there. But then you you know, you look at Wickford train station, that garage at the Wickford uh junction, Wickford train station, Wickford Junction as it's called. I, I think that garage can hold 3,500 cars. And what has it ultimately been used for? It's really just been used for during COVID. And I've gone there. Uh, they test you there. You can drive up. You didn't have to get out of your car. You had to drive all the way up through the garage. It's a beautiful new garage. And you they would do COVID testing. That's how they were utilizing the Wickford Junction. I come back to, I remember when that opened. What did they talk about? Oh, it's going to bring economic development. This is going to be huge for the area, blah, blah, blah. Now, the problem with that is it doesn't even run on weekends. It um, it's, it just then goes to TF Green. I have not heard about a lot of people. T- Listen, I'm all for making it as easy as possible to get around. I get that. And less people on the road and, and so forth. But, you know, I, I, I also, there's still... Is there something that could take people and get them downtown? I don't see any effort is trying to try to bring in any any jobs, any companies. All they're seemingly doing is we accept the fact that most people in the state are going to work outside of the state. And so, therefore, we want to make it as easy as possible and as convenient as possible for them to take a train and then go work in uh, in Massachusetts, in the in the Boston area, in South Shore. Now, again, for some people, uh, and I again, I I know people that they they drive at the Attleboro train station. It's right there. You take the last exit, exit two A, in Rhode Island. That's the same exit you take if you want to go to Competition Shooting Supplies. And then there's the Attleboro train station. And there are plenty of people. They go there. Uh, it's more affordable. It's that much closer. And there's, there's a lot of traffic. There are people. So maybe maybe now the people, instead of going there, they'll park Pawtucket Central Falls. So, But I, I, I don't know. Just the amount of money that was spent, I still come back to, um, and I'm not saying everything has to be high tech, but the amount of excitement around that, I, I don't know. Does that really breed economic development? I, I think you could make an argument an airport does, make it easier for people to get in somewhere. I believe they should do everything possible to improve whatever we're calling it these days. Rhode Island International Airport, TF Green, Hillsgrove, the airport, whatever. I also believe, you know, years ago there was, um, there was a, the head of the airport, Kevin Dillon, and he talked about something that's completely underused is the airport of Quonset. Quonset should actually be part of the the airport and you could run commercial flights out of there and out of Quonset you could run 
uh, international flights, a big part of that is you have to have the runway a certain length uh, because of the, the planes that are flying, whether it's coast to coast or flying international. They, you know, the larger planes, they need a long runway. And I know that's been an issue at, uh, at Hillsgrove, at Warwick, at whatever, TF Green, at Green Airport. So, but that was never, you know, expanded. I, I thought that made the most sense where you get on a rail. You want to talk about a rail where you take the rail. Uh, many times you go to different airports, whether it's, you know, Atlanta's big on that. I've um, flown into Denver, actually even in Germany, where you, you get on a, a rail car, you ride for a while. The airport is massive. And it, it could have been a rail car that brings you, you could just call it like Terminal C, which is really Quonset, and then, you know, that's where connecting flights for people who just drive there. And maybe once a day or twice a week or a couple times a week, direct flights to London, uh, back and forth, direct flights, San Francisco, Los Angeles, wherever. Expand it there. Everything, I thought, didn't have to go out of green, but they certainly didn't do that. All right, folks, it's Tuesday. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com remember weekdays 11 to 2 but visit the website dipetro.com that's the best way to reach me there's a direct link contact john we also have all our sponsors right there we have unique original reporting stories videos also all our links to social media whether it's facebook when we do facebook live or youtube or Twitter. It's all right there at the website topetro.com. And then remember, once you're there, you can also visit the shop. We have great gifts that you can get. It's a happening. All links to the show. Plus, if you ever miss any part of the show, it's all right there under radio show right there. Folks, it all starts by logging on at topetro.com. And on the left-hand side, you can always listen live. Again, all our links, everything begins and ends right there at the website topetro.com. For over 125 years, Ameriprise Financial has provided advice for clients' unique goals, help millions of Americans retire on their terms. Now, as we're at the end of the year, beginning of a new year, why not take advantage of our free consultation? Call Tom Bryan today, Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. Offices located 400 Massasoit Avenue in East Providence put the strength of a leader in retirement planning. To work for for you through a personal one-on-one relationship, call Tom Bryan today, Ameriprise Financial Advisors, 401-434-1510. Get solid advice. Get a plan, whether it's for yourself, you and a spouse, maybe your children or grandchildren. Take advantage of this free consultation, Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. Call right now, 401 401- 434-1510, Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial Advisors. The Kuwait Sit-In. 
226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Delicious food, great atmosphere, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge. They can also accommodate large groups. A great meal, a feast is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Stop it and see them all year round. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. remain healthy stop in and see marie at it's my health 1099 mendon road in cumberland you can also look for her on facebook but call her 401-305-3585 you know the building it's that historic white church diagonally across from davenport restaurant it's my health what do you find inside well first of all great service great selection vitamins herbal remedies from trusted companies local products like ICE, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, plus hemp and CBD products, natural skin care. It's my health. Pop in and see Marie. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. There's things for your pets. There's things for your children. There's things for your health. Stay healthy at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie, 401 305 3585 diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. 